Hi everyone, this is Sammy. I just wanted to give an explanation for why our posting schedule has been kind of whack recently. I edit most slash all of the episodes and there's been a lot going on in my life recently. I've been getting ready to start college in the fall, so I haven't been able to be as active or on top of things as I used to be earlier in the year. We're really going to try to keep our usual once every two weeks schedule from now on, but things might just be a little more up in the air for a while because of that. So thank you guys so much, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to KeeperCast, the Keeper Lossies podcast. I'm Kalani. I'm Shar. I'm Sam. And this is episode uh, episode 63. Okay, and it's chapters 17 to 20 to 22. Yeah, we start out with all of the, the Amy drama is still like wrapping up with Sophie like finding her memories from when she inflicted on Amy. I think, I don't know, my memory of this is very foggy. This is way more dramatic than any of the times that my sister and I harmed each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't have, like, if you had had elf powers, that would have been pretty dramatic, you know. I mean, one time I pushed her down the stairs and I wasn't even mad at her. I was mad at my mom. <laughs> she just happened to be walking by. She was two. How old were you? Uh, three. Okay, good. But still. <laughs> I think three-year-olds are just like that, you know? Yeah. My baby sister's three right now. She's not violent yet, but... <laughs> I like the fact that you said she's not violent yet. Like, you're expecting her to develop violence. Yeah, three-year-olds are just being of chaos. We all... We can all be a little bit... A little bit violent. <laughs> You know. As a treat. As a treat. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> um. So getting back to the book, we have this long discussion about like what Mr. Forkle did to genetically test stuff on Sophie. And like with how he like gave himself and flicked their DNA, his brother got the polyglot DNA. Which, That's kind of terrifying. So if they did that, that would, it kind of makes me think that one of Sophie's biological parents has to be a telepath, because otherwise they would have tested for giving her telepath DNA. And also Mr. F- Mr. Forkel says something about like plucking Prate's DNA without his knowledge, which, is, which just sounds creepy. Yeah, that does, <laughs> does sound kind of creepy. Like, how does he even do that? Like... Actually, do we want to know how he did that? We, I'm not sure we want, there are many things about Mr. Forkle that I am willing to just put in a corner. Yeah, this is a lot of things that, like, yeah, I get that we want to know everything, but there are just some things where we're just like, no thanks. On the topic of, um, knowing things about Forkle, like, I know everyone wants to, like, know Forkle's, like, real identity, and don't get me wrong, I do too, but honestly, like, I'm just, like, I, I I don't know why I'm so intrigued about just, like, what does he look like? What does he actually look like? And, and, and also, like, what does he need so many secret identities for? 
technically, we actually might have all of his five already. Like, if, we, if you count Forkle as Black Swan leader, Forkle as Sophie's neighbor, the fraternity doctor, he had to disguise himself as to get Sophie's embryo into Sophie's human mom, Magnetic Lido and Sir Aston. That's all of them. You know who I really want to know who it is? Wraith. Because there's, like, no other... The only male banisher that there is is Alvar. And it, Wraith probably isn't Alvar. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a headcanon for that. I think I think that he might be beyond this vanishing mentor. Oh! It makes sense because, like, that's how the Black Swan knew that they should trust Bianca for the mission on Mount Everest because, like, they'd seen very little of her before that, but if Ray had put in a good word for her, it would have made sense. And it explains why, like, Bianca learned so much from him during Never Seen because she, like, already knew him. That's so true. I totally forgot that Bianca has, like... I feel like I totally forget that everyone has, like, special ability mentors aside from Sophie. I'm like, oh right, everyone else has a life too. <laughs> like, other people have classes that they go to. Also, question, this is just like a logistics thing that's been bouncing around, but how do they have enough mentors for every student to be, like, doing one-on-one -on -one classes all the time? I mean, given the fact that they can't die of old age, there's just, like, probably a lot, like, a lot of elves and i don't know because you know like so, like some just just like literal pro like centuries so like that's a lot of people that can be born and a lot of people to want to become teachers for one school i don't know how it, i don't know how it works if they do the same at other schools because other schools do exist i know people are like are there any other elf schools than foxfire but it, i think it was it was legitimately said that um, it just happens to be, like, the best one or, like, I don't know, the most prestigious one. We've just only ever seen Foxfire because, aside from Exilium, we haven't needed to see any others. They haven't, they just haven't been relevant. It's just, like, in the unlocked, like, guide, at least that only had stuff about Foxfire and, and Exilium and maybe it seemed like there were only two schools, but... And like, also, like, the whole, like, oh, Foxfire is, like, the best thing. It just seems like stuck-up elves being stuck up again to me because, like, Dex's little siblings got in and they're, like, from an extremely non-prestigious family. That and, is true. And also, like, I mean, they, they, they might be smart, but they're not studious. Yeah, and I feel like we're sort of told that, we're sort of told that Foxfire is super prestigious and Exilium is, like, the place no one wants to go and there doesn't really seem to be an in-between. Which is weird. Maybe someone should ask. Maybe someone should ask uh, Shannon about that on like a tour or Q and A or something. I mean, my personal headcanon is that there are only two schools, and the, and the whole Foxfire is the ultimate prestigious one. They just come from stuck up elves being stuck up, but who knows? Maybe there is. Yeah. There are so many things I want to like sit down with Shannon and ask her about. Like, I would die if I could just sit with this woman for just a few hours. I would blue screen. I would, like, not even know where to start. I think, like, next, like, Sophie brings Keith his elf-shaped cookies, and Keith, and there's, and, like, they start talking about different cookies and EL fudges, and it's just, like, one of those very, it's, like, one of, one of, one of those very rare, like, oh, wait, these guys are just goofy teenagers moments that we get. The section, is the section where Keith gets to eat the elf cookies? No, it's not. Okay. It's, um, he just he learns about that them. next time he wants some eel fudges. But, like, one, it's just, like, oh, they get to be teenagers being teenagers, and 
I just like this part. And two, like, how did he learn about E.L. Fudges in the first place? Like, is he secretly sneaking to the Forbidden Cities just to learn about different human snacks? I am also, as someone who, my dad is British and I grew up on, like, a lot of British food, I am slightly offended by the slander of British cookies. Shannon's just, like, going out of her way to describe how horrible all of them are, and I'm like, excuse me! Excuse me! <laughs> my stepmom once, uh, bought some digestives, and they were good! <laughs> they are good! They're- they- their name is bad! I don't know why anyone would name a cookie digestives, but they taste good. Yeah. I don't know whose idea that was, but fire them. But yes, you are able to digest them. That's like the lowest bar possible for, some, for something that can be marketed it's as not, food. It's not that appetizing either. Also, uh, time for your uh, weekly uh, Keith ADHD headcanon that I am very much projecting. <laughs> this boy cannot focus on things unless he is eating food. He needs to eat in, or- like, in order to focus because chewing works, especially especially crunchy food. It has to, It almost always has to be crunchy. I love that. I love that. I want potato chips, friend. I had Nutella earlier today, and I... This is why you should. we should never record while hungry. I know. The keeper, the keeper of the last of these food descriptions always make me want food, even if I'm not hungry. They'll be like, it tastes like blah 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 blah, and I'm like, I want. May I eat? Yeah, and like, I, and out of the recipes that have been released, I've made almost every single one. So far, the almost one I haven't, tr- the, the only one I haven't tried, God, I can't speak English. Uh, the only one I haven't tried um, has been the butter toffee ripple fluffs. Just because I'm that hooked on the mint chocolate ones. And every time I'm just like, I need the mint chocolate ones. I've made the butter toffee ones and they are so good. I do love toffee. I just keep being like mint chocolate. <laughs> the cinnacream, my friends. That is, in, in, the, in my best friend's words, that is heaven in a mug. Oh, yeah. Okay. We should probably talk about Keeper of the Lost Cities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's talking about the food count, but yeah, you're right. It Yeah, technically it counts, but... Um, so, let's see, um, Keith and Sophie throw biscuits at each other and talk more about the biological parent thing. I love how, yeah, I, I love them being just nerds together. <laughs> I love how much Keith is just an absolute nerd in this book. He's just, he's a dork. He thinks he's smooth, but he's just a dork. He's my dork. He's my dork, and I love him. Me too. Okay, so we do discuss uh, searching Lord Cassius's memories briefly, but that, I don't know, that doesn't really go anywhere right now. That becomes important later. Yeah, it's important later. I don't know, I can't really remember anything. Keith and Fitz have, like, a nice moment where they're actually, like, friends, which is nice, because it feels like they're, Shannon's just like, they're best friends, and then they never talk. Let them hang out. (laughs) They're bros, man. <laughs> just two guys being dudes. Just two dudes being guys. Just two, two bros guys sitting in a hot tub. 
I mean, key fits would be the key fits, or even so, key fits would be the ultimate power move to ending the love triangle. That's really, such an legit, legit. Like I, I talked about this before, but I would literally cry tears of happiness if this ended in any sort of polyamory. I don't care who's dating who, just someone's dating more than one person between these three. I kind of care to some extent who's dating who, but as long as it's like. No, I mean, no, I mean, like, between these three characters. I care very much about the rest of that. But yeah, between these three, I don't care what combination we get, so long as it's it's polyamory, I would cry tears of joy. We could have, they're all dating each other, we could have Keith is dating Sophie and Fitz, we could have Sophie is dating Keith and Fitz, we could have Fitz is dating Keith and, did I already do that? Keith and Sophie, we could have... Some of them are dating each other, and then they're also dating, like, other people from their, from Team Keeper. It would all be wonderful. I would so die at that last option, though. Oh, this is a good shit. <laughs> Keith can date Sophie, Fitz, and Tam. Keith has three hands. That's my perfect ship! Or maybe he, he has two hands, but his hair counts because he's always talking about how awesome it is. His hair is a hand. I think his hair should be allowed to be a hand. (laughs) (laughs) Keith Tangled, are you? (laughs) That sounds terrifying. My my brain instantly went to, like, Entrapter from She-Ra style, where he can just, like, control his hair. Yeah! I think he should be able to do that. (laughs) That would be excellent. As a treat. Look, with, like, Elvis Alchemy stuff, he should be able to control his hair. Yeah. That has- there has to be- like, someone has to have made something for that. Slurps and burps has to have- get on it, Kessler! Someone has to have made something for that. Kessler would do that. He has the chaotic energy to be like, Hair? But if it were hands! I love how quickly we went from, like, polyamory to prehensile hair. <laughs> We're really good at getting I mean, sidetracked. There's a book we're supposed to be talking about somewhere in this? Maybe. Maybe we're talking about an actual book and not some strange AU where everyone's dating and also can control their hair. I think I think those are the two edits I would make to the series. It's just everyone's dating each other that's like in their it's like in their age range and not related to them, obviously. But like everyone's dating and everyone has hair hands. I mean everyone's dating sounds great, but can we keep a few characters to be a romantic because I need someone to project onto? Everyone's dating except for aromantic characters, and there are some, like, gay characters who are only dating the characters who are the same gender as them. We have- we have a whole system. I'm- I'm gonna write to Shannon. I'm kidding. I'm not gonna write to Shannon. I would, though. I'm gonna become Shannon. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love Shannon too much. I could never live up. (laughs) I would like to say that I love Luna and Wynne. Yeah. We just want to be friends with the Gorgodon. Let them be friends with the Gorgodon, Sophie. Also, can we take a second to appreciate that one, Sophie has an I want to strangle someone look, and two, Morella Morella is well aware of it. Absolutely. And that's incredibly important. Also, can can we briefly discuss the not for the reason you're thinking? Uh huh. 
And also, like, Sophie's pads, like, over half a page just, just describing how Lynn, Morella, and Maruko look. Like... Uh-huh. Legit! Le- legit! I swear to God, if if Sophie's straight, then why this? <laughs> If keeper of if 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 keeper of the lost city straight, then why Sophie Foster? There is no heterosexual explanation for every time Diana is on the page. She's just like Diana looked extra stunning today, but it should go on for like half a page about it. And I'm like, sure, sure, just bros, just gals being bros. Yeah, legit. Like, like every time she describes either Lynn or Diana, it is just. So in detail about how, like, absolutely gorgeous and lovely they are. Especially Lynn. Like, like she literally talks so much about how she's, like, in general just lovely. And I'm just like, honey, you're gonna figure something out one day. <laughs> Did it ever explain why they were dressed up? Because I have decided, because they were, it said they were, like, wearing nicer clothes and, like, eyeliner and stuff. And I have decided it was because all three of them were on a date with one another. Yes! <laughs> yes, 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 I love that! That's one of my favorite ships. Yeah. They're they're all dating each other. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> and also, like, and that fits in perfectly with the whole not for the reason you're thinking line. And also, like, Morella calling it a bombshell. Lynn is sapphic. Just, it's right. <laughs> if, if, if Keeper of the Lost City's straight, then why Lynn's song? If Keeper of Lost stays straight, then why all the characters except for Cassia and Alina? <laughs> Not for the reason you're thinking. Lives in my head, rent-free, at all hours. It's just like... Legit. And it, it, it's... It's weird. I don't, I don't know how it, like, flew over my head when I first read it. Like, I didn't think much of the line at all until other people were like, um, and I was like, oh! The thing is that I don't really like looking at it. I don't really know what it could mean. Like... If that's not what she- Yeah, I'm like, wait, what did she mean? I mean, like, probably, like, I don't know, maybe Sophie- Maybe Morella thinks that- Sophie thinks that Lynn has a crush on, I don't know, Dexter Fitz or someone, and Lynn is actually gay, so maybe that's it? I literally cannot think of a heterosexual explanation. Yeah, I just have no idea what she could mean by that. Okay, so, gay aside, we might come back to it. Uh, it's us. We are we are going to come back to something gay sometime in this episode. I'm calling it now. It's probably going to be sometime within the next five minutes. So, Maruka is... I didn't remember much of her, like, actual personality from the early, earlier books, just because it had been a while since I'd read the earlier books, and I think that's the last time that she'd really popped up or been relevant. I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm I'm gonna make a stab at pronouncing this. She's a psionopath? Psionopath? Psionopath, that is it. Okay. She can do that. Force fields. And that's like that's pretty important because now they have that and then the never seen kind of don't because of Roy. Also, I I can't describe why like it's a, like the Psionopath thing is like it's just it's just really awesome and really cool, but, like, specifically for Maruka, I don't know why, but every time, like, I, like when I read the scene of her, any scenes of her doing Sioni Pass stuff, I'm like, that's so cool! Like, when I envision, envision it in my head, it's cool specifically when she does it. 
I mean, like, we only see her and Roy doing it, and she's she's cooler, so... She is cooler. Yeah. I'm just like, it just looks so cool in my brain. It just looks cooler in my brain. <laughs> so, Morella re- reveals that she's a Black Swan member? I th- for, My brain was going, I thought you were going to say gay for a second. But anyways... <laughs> Speaking of Morella, um, I don't know why, but for, like, a really long time, I, like, imagined her with, like, really short hair. Like, I know it was described all the time, like, oh, long hair, all these, all these braids everywhere, but I'm like, no, Morella, short hair. Not, it, not, it wasn't even exact, it wasn't even exactly a pixie cut, it was short, and of all things, it was just kind of like, like, I don't know how to describe it, but it was, like, me- like, messy, kind of like, like, I, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it and make it sound good. Like, it was, it, like, she, like, something that she managed to pull off, like, badass, essentially. And then Lynn talks to Tam, so that sure is a thing. And we sort of see Tam, like, using that code thingy. Yeah, I want to learn their entire code. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want to know their secret sibling code. I want to learn it. I want to learn it just because it's them. <laughs> it is them. I love them so much. I, I want to give Tam I a hug. I love them both so much. Like, I need to give this man a hug. I need- It is a necessary thing for my life to be complete, which means my life is never going to be complete. <laughs> I get so- I get, I, I get emotional with the whole- with reading this whole scene, but to be fair, I get really emotional and sad whenever Tam suffers remotely. So he he deserves so much better than like everything he has. He deserves so much better and like I just think of him being stuck in this this stupid cave and he's alone and he's 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 like he's scared, man. Like I know he's like being brave and and stuff, but he's like he is scared. No matter how much or how little we get to know of how he's feeling, we there there is no way that he is not scared as hell in there. And that hurts me personally. I know. And we got like the Tam story too. That was cool. And like Lynn Lynn pleading with him also like physical pain me. It does. It hurts. It it hurts. It's like all the way on the crying end of the pain scale. I'm so upset about that. And I'm also very upset that by the end of the book, she's not out of there. Like, right? She doesn't... She's still there. And I really, really, really hate the idea of her being there with her abusers. <laughs> yeah, I think she should get to, like, not be there. I do not like that. Yeah, find somewhere else. Like, I know it's the last place that she would be expected to be found, but still. My personal headcanon is that she, is that after the book, she, like, went, she, she, she like, moved in with Marilla or Maruka just, like, to get away from there, I guess. Just because, although, although that, that's mostly because I want Lynn to have nice things, but. She deserves to not live with her awful parents and to just live with one of her girlfriends. It did not take us that long to get back to gay. Sorry. Anyways. Also, wait, wait, wait. Before, before right before we go to Bronte, just real quick. Uh, I want Tiergen to adopt the songs. Didn't he though? 
I think he did adopt the songs. I know. I think I think they were just staying with him, but I want him to like fully legally adopt them. And then like he did fully legally adopt Wiley, so like then they'd be siblings. Also, I have I do constantly have thoughts on the fact that both Tyrion and Prentice, even after Prentice is awake, are referred to as Wiley's dad. Wiley has two dads. Mm-hmm. There is no heterosexual explanation. I don't know what to tell you, man. Tyrtis canon. Legit. You literally cannot convince me otherwise. Speaking of dads, you know who's not a dad, technically? Bronte! <laughs> I just, I have feelings, I love how far Bronte has come, though, from being, like, the mean counselor to being just, like, one of the main ones who's on Sophie's side. I love Bronte a lot. Yeah, he's still the grumpy counselor. He's still the grumpy counselor, yeah, but, like... he's not, like, antagonistic he's, 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 anymore. What a guy. Her. This entire section kind of made me think of just how weird it would be to be Adeline Ruin. Like, first of all, the leader of, of a re rebellion shows up at your house and is like, okay, I need to return a memory that I stole from your daughter that also relates to a disability I gave your daughter as an embryo. And then three of your daughter's friends show up being like, hey, we've unlocked new powers. And also, he, he, you know, that friend who got kidnapped, yeah, we want to talk to him. And then two counselors just show up and we're like, yeah, we were taking your daughter and husband and a bunch of, of your daughter's friends to the Dwarven City. Is it okay if we wake her up? Just like, how does Adeline deal with this? I think Adeline's just gotten used to it. Just, uh, same different day <laughs> and that's also she's come really far from being like super overprotective of sophie in the first book i just have emotion about like i love i love the kids to death but i also have emotions about the adults yes because some of them are wonderful like edeline and grady some of them are wonderful some of them are not <clears throat> cassius god i just want to just Yeet that man as far as possible. For one, just, I just love how this scene, like, both denies that Bronte is Sophie's biological dad and strongly hints that Orly is Sophie's biological mom. Yeah, because Orly's, like, freaking out about it. Like, yeah, how, like, we can see now how, like, Orly's freaking out about it and how, like, at, at the start when she's, like, trying to check in on Sophie and reading her emotions, it's just, like, it's, like, kind of gives you a hint of, like, what could have been if Orly had been Sophie's actual mom and not just a DNA donor. Yeah. It's just, also, I found, like, like Bronte's comment that he made, like, um, there's one part right right here where Orly's like, if anyone found out, and Bronte is like, they won't because there's nothing to find out. Okay, no, it's in the next section. Okay, never mind. I'll keep it for the next section. The thought that I had was in the next section. I'll keep it for that since uh, people are in a hurry. Okay, I mean, but just like, also, the scene with Bronte hints that like, he knows that Orly is Sophie's biological mom, and like, instead of like, taking her to task for it, he's protecting her and just their besties your honor um sophie has sophie has now canonically met with the council in her pajamas not once but twice iconic and she gets away with it it's probably been more than twice once in nightfall and, and then now eventually she just starts like showing up she just starts showing up like to 
wherever the heck, like if she ever has to go somewhere to meet with them instead of them come to her, she just starts full on going in her nightgown. Like I, like, I, I just, I'm too tired for this. What do you want? Conspiracy theory. The like official, like the, you know how the counselors have those matching suits in Everblaze. Those matching suits are actually th- matching PJs that they're just wearing because they're t- too tired to wear anything else. March straight into Edinalia in like fuzzy slippers. Also, I could just imagine Sophie showing up for one of the meetings, just like a like I don't know hoodie, sweatpants, just laying on the floor. Didn't even brush her hair, just laying on the floor. What do you want from me this time? <laughs> Yet another c- conspiracy theory: the counselors have matching pajamas and have sleepovers for no other reason than even they must need emotional support sometimes too. And they all have stuffed animals, aside from aside from Alina, because I don't like her. Except for Alina, she's she's not good enough for a stuffy. <laughs> like I, I I don't know, maybe there's this like some counselor tradition of giving the new counselor a stuffed animal because even if they don't have trauma, they will get trauma from being a counselor. Stuffed animals must be earned. If you that that should be the motto of the series. If you don't have trauma already, you will get some. You can find us at KeeperCast on Tumblr and TheKeeperCast on Instagram. You can find me at Clawney underscore Clue on Instagram and Sewer 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 Couch on Tumblr. You can find me at The Dark Chocolate Lord on Archive of Our Own. I don't have Tumblr or Instagram. You can find Sam somewhere. You'll find me eventually. (laughs) (laughs) They'll never find you. (laughs) Sam is still running from the law. This has been KeeperCast. Be gay, do crime. See you next two weeks.